Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, we were saying another day, another recruit to Nebraska, but something to add to that is another day, another recruit to Nebraska of um, telling, you know, as a saying, committing with his tweet in an all-white uniform. Look. It happens almost every time. they don't wear all whites, we riot. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. You can text in with your jersey takes. I don't care. Yeah. If they don't wear all white or all red next season, I'm gonna fight someone. Now all red, they just they just have, won't do. Now all white, we've seen pop up over the Pelini Callahan era, um, and and even Riley. And not the alt, not the alternate with the shiny and all no, the no, the no. silver. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Just the regular white jersey. Clean look. The regular white pants. Yeah. And the helmet. Yes. All white. Beautiful. With the red face mask, the red end, you're good to go. Or you could do a gray face mask. Yeah, too far. Red face mask. <laughs> Red too far. face mask? Too far. Red yeah, face yeah, mask. Nice. Little, uh, there's a little pop right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you got it. Look, you have to do it. There have been so many recruits that have worn and committed with the all-white jersey. It just yeah. seems it just seems wrong not to do it. And the all-black jersey is sick, too. I don't see them doing that. No, no, no. I think they should. I like the all-red, too. I wish they would do that, but apparently they lost a few times under Osborne. And all it doesn't red. matter. never go back. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Guess what? You've lost a few times in your regular uniform, and you still wear them. Every way they could figure out under in the frost era, and you still wear them. Yeah. So if you're scared because you lost in a uniform, then we should just be overhauling the entire design of Nebraska football. They should go all red one time. That'd be sweet. Do it. Yeah. Go all red. Go all white. Go all black. Just come on. Yeah. Just have some fun with it. Have some fun with it. Yeah, no, I I hope they do, and I expect them. To and I'm not saying that. to do it every you know every single game. Like, all right, yeah. we're gonna do Rotate. the regular jersey, then we're gonna do all white, then we're gonna do all black, then we're gonna do all red, then we're gonna do that. No, just like one game, yeah, just one game, like the alternate jersey game, just one game. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I'm sure, that's all Did the players you see are asking the, for. The sneak peek of the alternate jersey too, the hundred year. Yeah, it looks weird. It looks look weird. It's got like blue lining around the numbers. There's no blue in Husker football. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There's something there's gotta be some meaning behind it. They'll explain it in some video when they release yeah. the alternate jersey video. Um all white uniforms with white leather helmets. <laughs> that seems weird. It's a little too far. I don't know. About uh, Bill and Bill and Bennett also has a text. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Bill, and since nobody else knows what your text says, I'll just say this. If they did that, they'd probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not gonna help them. Uh, I think I thought that was I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Another uh, another Husker news though, um, you know we 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 heard about this and we were talking about this right until it kind of got announced yesterday that Bandamel is going to be out for the season. Emmanuel Bandamel, of course, the Husker basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Hoiberg apparently sat down with Romel Lloyd about uh, stripping the red shirt. Yeah, that would be a terrible idea. They've all agreed that. Yeah, would that'd be, be a that'd be a bad. But idea. But I like how they said that like we sat down about it and then we agreed that'd be a bad idea. It's yeah. like well then why did you sit down? At- didn't want to, Maybe they were just somebody like, had to think. They both like it wasn't a bad Hoiberg, idea. <laughs> Hoiberg went into the meeting with Rommel thinking we're definitely not going to do this. Or Rommel went into the meeting thinking we're definitely not going to do this. But they're like, let's talk about it. Do you want to play this year? And Rommel's like, I mean, yeah, but probably not. Like this is me just assuming what was happening. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, obviously I want to play, but I also want to play a full season and not you know yeah. a quarter of a season. It's like you know what, 
that makes sense. Yeah. It was a quick meeting. Yeah. Think. And they're like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you at practice. I don't know. Something tells me that maybe they're like, what's best for this team would be Romel Lloyd to play. It would be. What's best for Romel Lloyd would be not to play. Would be not to play. Exactly. So, yeah, but you got to do what's best for the player. Because, look, even if Romel does play, how many more games, how many games is Romel worth? Well, and, and if, yeah. but hold on, and if he is worth that many more wins, why wasn't he playing in the first place? Right. And that's that, that's what you have to ask yourself, too, is if Romel Lloyd, you strip the red shirt, what are you getting out of him? How many minutes are you getting out of him? He's exactly. Not, he's not likely jumping Denham Dawson and Jamarcus Lawrence, otherwise he'd be playing. Exactly. So you're just asking for another guy at the end of the bench. I think he just to lose his red shirt to play a couple minutes a game here yeah, or there. Yeah. Not not worth it. So, I don't think so keep him in his red shirt. You'll see him next year, hopefully balling out for the Huskers. But it's it's going to be a a really interesting time for Nebraska, especially at the point guard position. They've got obviously Sam Greasel. Um, I saw a tweet from Robin Washit. I'll have to find it. It's saying the the first two, Sam Hoiberg will be the number three point guard uh, for Nebraska. Let me see if I can find where he. I have to go past all these commit commitment things that he yeah, retweeted. There's a lot of stories going on right now. Uh, okay, walk on Sam Hoiberg will be the number three point guard behind Greasel and Lawrence. Mm. So Jamarcus Lawrence is the backup point guard to Sam Greasel. So that's who you'll see uh, handling the ball if it's not Sam and if it's not Derek Walker, since he runs point center from time to time, <laughs> which I am totally fine with. And Lawrence, that's a that's a big point guard lineup. I mean, that's a pretty tall. What's he six four? I think so. That's kind of tall. That's like regular point guard now. Nowadays. Well, in the NBA, maybe. Yeah, that's like nowadays. Gold. Well, I mean, it's okay. I mean, Sam's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, yeah, yeah. so. But I'm just saying, that's a, I got some length. There's not, you know, little speedy Gonzalez at point guard. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I, I don't know how Jamarcus Lawrence's point guard game is. I don't know if he's more of a, uh, a score, more of a, you know, setting people up. So we're gonna see, we get our first look at uh, Jamarcus Lawrence running, running point and setting up the offense when Sam has to go to the bench, whether it be for rest or foul trouble or whatever it is. Um, hopefully, he doesn't have to miss any more games with any illnesses. Uh, but Nebraska's just been, just struggling with keeping people healthy this season, whether it be. Obviously, the two uh, massive injuries these this last two weeks, or uh, people just getting sick. Um, Robin Washit again tweeted: Nebraska's list of injuries and illnesses this season. Uh, Karan McPherson season-ending knee surgery before the season. Uh, Derek Walker misses the first five games. Sam Greasel misses two Big Ten games. Blaze Keat has a high ankle sprain that he's been nursing for a couple of games. Uh, Gary season-ending shoulder surgery. Bandamel season-ending knee injury. Mm-hmm. That's that's in a. In a make-it-or-break-it year for Fred Hoiberg, yeah. this is not what he needed. No, it's not, and and it'll be tough. It is, it's going to be tough to scrape out some Big Ten wins or scrap them out now. Um, but they're going to, you know, they can still do it. I, I still think with you know, kind of that base: Derek Walker, Tamanaga, Greasel. Um, but of course, the top end's not the problem. The problem is if any of those guys get in mm-hmm. foul trouble or, like you said, uh, illness pops up again. Um, if you are wondering, the Northwestern game, if you haven't heard by now, is being moved away from tonight to be played tomorrow because Northwestern's had some uh, COVID problems. And they their, played yesterday. Yeah, and they, so they're kind of in, in the makeup schedule. So uh, Nebraska basketball not getting back to action to, to tell tomorrow. Yeah, that gives Blaze Keat another day to get healthy and, and maybe we'll have one more body out there uh, to get it done. I did want to ask you about this too, Rico. I know you're mm. big. I, one oh, one more ahead, thing ahead, yeah. with the uh, uh, another tweet from Robin Watt. Robin just on top of things for basketball. Uh, the Huskers played 10 full games this season with its core group of Greasel, Bandamil, Gary, and Walker, all healthy and available. You wonder what their record is in those 10 games? Hmm. Seven and three. Yeah, that's a pretty good record. With wins over Creighton and Iowa and the OT loss to Purdue. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's sad. It, it it is like you wonder what it could be if this if this team would have stayed healthy. I mean, just looking at it now, now that you know you don't have Gary and Panamel, it's like, man, we didn't know what we had. Exactly. <laughs> and now you look back on it, and you're like, huh, seven and three in ten games with those four. Yeah, that would have been. Nice. And they likely would have been, you know, playing together longer, would have gotten better throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a scrappy group. That was a tough group. Uh, And that was – but the problem is that's their – their identity is kind of that. And now you lost your scrappiest and your best defensive players. I say you lost your two best defensive players, so you're going to have to – you're going to have to rely a little bit more on your offense, which has been very suspect this season. Um so we'll we'll see what happens, but it's going to fall back on on Sam Greasel and Derek Walker to carry the team for even you know shoulder the load even more than they have been um, in in the for in during this season. Yeah, and I mean I, I mean this with all due respect, but those guys just kind of had you know the bodies for it. You can't expect Tominaga and C.J. Wilcher to do the same things that you know Bandamel and Gary did. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, they, they can provide different things, and, and hopefully they do. Hopefully those guys get it shooting from beyond the arc because Nebraska now under 30% from beyond the arc. Yeah, you're going to need to hit a lot of threes <laughs> to win these games, um, and it's going to uh, – a whole team effort on oh, yeah. the boards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nebraska's got an uphill battle, but uh, when do they not in Nebraska basketball? Yeah, you're not like. wrong. Uh, they're 500 at least. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to ask you this, too. Uh, it was uh, much rumored throughout the year, years – you know, seems like Bill O'Brien uh, finally g- making it official, going back to the New England Patriots as the offensive coordinator. They decided maybe an old defensive coordinator shouldn't be an offensive coordinator. What? They're going to go with an offensive coordinator this year. Uh, keep in mind, Bill O'Brien has worked with Mac Jones in college when, when at his previous stop at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of twofold here because it al- also opens up the Alabama offensive coordinator position, which has been traditionally used uh, to kind of resurrect careers or get guys, you know, back on track. Um how do you feel as a Patriots fan, though? I feel fine with it. He's worked yeah. with the Patriots before. He's been there before. Like you said, he worked with Mac Jones before. So um, that really helps Mac Jones. It helps the Patriots because now they don't have to have a defense coordinator play- calling the plays. Uh, they have an actual offensive coordinator, which hopefully will take uh, Mac Jones back to what he was his rookie year when he was a pro bowler and took his team to the playoffs, uh, as opposed to this year where it was just a, a dumpster fire of an offense up in New England. So. I, I like it. I like the hire. Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator is much better than Bill O'Brien as a head coach. Well, and it's interesting, too, on that level because Bill O'Brien, you have to imagine, had some calls. And I'm not saying NFL head coaching jobs, probably not, but college mm-hmm. head coaching jobs, and he's decided to go back to the you know NFL to be an offensive coordinator. Um, just, just kind of interesting to follow along. Uh, maybe you know how long that's going to stay there. Uh, and of course, like I said, it opens up the Alabama offensive coordinator position for Scott Frost, of course, to resurrect his career in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, not. we'll see what happens. He's not among the first names that people think of, but in here in Nebraska, he is. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Did you know Zach Mettenberger is an analyst for Alabama? Is he really? He is. I looked up the the analysts because I was wondering who they were just going to promote to offensive coordinator since that's oh, what yeah. they do. That was the most recognizable name. Yeah, I, I had. No I was clue. wondering if there was any, you know, bad coaches who were in the Nick Saban school. Um, look, Bill O'Brien was the head coach for for New England, or not head coach, the offensive coordinator for New England when they played the Giants in Super Bowl. Roman numerals are hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. XLVI. Mm, yeah, sure. Whichever one it was, it was the second one when they weren't undefeated. Okay, um, thirty-six. It sounds like. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they ended up losing twenty-one to seventeen, but. He was the offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl contending, you know, runner-up in the Super Bowl team. So yeah. hopefully that happens again, except for the win at the end. 
Oh, yeah, that, and uh, he had Tom Brady at that time. So yeah, well, now he has Mac Jones, who's dirty. <laughs> now he has dirty Mac Jones. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll invite Nick in. It is time for the crossover with Happy Hour. We'll do that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 